reports that say there's that 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 something hasn't happened are always interesting to me because as we know there are known knowns there are things we know we know we also know there are known unknowns that is to say we know there's some things we do not know but there are also unknown unknowns the ones we don't know we don't know and if one looks throughout the history of our country and other free countries it is the latter category that tend to be the difficult ones raised by media okay i'm letting go Don't touch that dial. Welcome to Appraised by Media. You've found it, the radio show on the 102.9. The internet. The internet. That's what our radio show is called. 102.9. The internet. The internet. The power internet. Uh, (laughs) I don't need to do my wrestler voice again. Okay, wow. I can't tell if this is going to be a good bit or not, but I vote we just roll with it. Welcome to Appraised by Media. My name is Duncan Gibbs. And I'm Malcolm Gibbs. And if you're a first-time listener, welcome. This is this is a show that we do every week where you and I are owners of a pawn shop, and we just like to keep everyone abreast of the supernatural. We, uh, we get in some items every week, and we assign a value to them. This pawn shop exists in multiple dimensions of space and time. Why, why does it, Malcolm? Why do we exist in so many dimensions? I was, you know, I called up, I don't know, the Realtor company. That's uh-huh. their name. The Realtor Company. We have Realtors here. Uh-huh. And I'm like, hey, I'm looking to buy some property for a pawn shop. And this guy, whose name was came up to me, and he said, hey, man, I think I've got the perfect place for you. Little did I know that after you take a left at 45th Street, you end up in another plane of existence. Oh, come on, Malcolm. We've been over this. Left at Albuquerque. Right at unpronounceable. At uh yeah that's gonna be a good noise i'm sure that translates great um so yeah uh that's that's our show i guess let's go ahead and pull out the first item we've got here first up we have uh an item brought to us by uh andrew baker uh this is the first ever user submission and i don't want to put everyone else on blast but uh this one's really good the best of the first user submitted items i i feel very confident in saying it's at least top 10 of our first user submitted items <laughs> it is one out of one it got a perfect score but it's really good anyway it is the instant door in a can and so it's just like a can yeah it's like it's a spray can oh a it's spray inst- can we're not we're not talking like pop tab no no it's not like a. it's not like those peanuts you can't prank someone by saying here is some delicious like some dry roast in a can exactly it's you, you you won't you won't surprise anyone with this door well you might because there's this doesn't normally exist and here. it's just like a spray can and it sprays door a, a door door <laughs> not just door it sprays door okay and um, it sprays mad door i assume you've tested it uh, I can't stop testing it. We got four cans in. We're selling two of them. <laughs> one I've used, obviously, and then one is for a personal reason. For door reasons. Door-related hijinks. 
mostly just like Roadrunner stuff where I paint a door on a wall and then there's an actual door right next door. Already, you've made the mistake I made when I opened this can where I thought, oh, you know what? It just like it, 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 you spray it and it's just a door. But no, no, if you spray this on a wall, there's now a door there. And where does the door go? Uh, to, through the wall. Oh, okay. it, it's a normal, it's otherwise a totally normal door. So, what if you sprayed a door on a mountainside? Does it go to the other side of the mountain? Oh, it goes inside that mountain. Oh, okay. Uh, so, I don't know. How much do you think would be the base level? Okay, so I think base level, you have to factor in that uh, once again, as as probably all items will ever receive on this show, it's perfect for heists, <laughs> for Ocean's Eleven-style heists, right? Because you, Malcolm, bring to the team... Uh, a tiny Asian man who's willing to sit still for very long periods of time and then do backflips over lasers to get us the money. And I, to I think you're remembering multiple scenes and, of Ocean's And 11. I bring to the team a spray can with a door in it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I like it. I feel like I do a most of the heavy lifting in this Ocean's Eleven style heist. Yeah, but I eat food in every scene I'm in. Oh, you're right. Uh, I, I thought you were the Matt Damon character, not the Brad Pitt character. I'm, I'm piecing it together. Look at me. You know that I'm <laughs> none of those people. <laughs> you're... Polly Shore. <laughs> Polly Shore isn't in Ocean's Eleven. I'm, I'm pretty sure Polly Shore was in Ocean's He's Eleven. He's in Ocean's Eleven with like the Rat Pack. It's just the Rat Pack and then Polly Shore. Shore. He's a baby. Don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, okay. It is perfect for Ocean's Eleven style heists, which means what do you think the most money you could steal with a door and a can? Because, I mean, you can't go to just any regular bank and be spray painting their back wall. Oh, no, no. Obviously, there's going to be security and faces. Faces are a concern. So I think I think the most you could get away with before the bank's like, all right, I'll pay whatever it is and we'll track these people down and murder them. I think you could steal. <laughs> How much do you think like a duffel bag of money can hold? A lot. I don't know, like $500,000 probably, like a large duffel bag. All right, let's... I, obviously, we know how much fills... I mean, uh, no, uh, any policemen listening to this know that we obviously, as good citizens, do not know how much money fits in a duffel bag. But if we were to estimate, it'd probably be around $550,834. I, for one, have only filled briefcases with money, so I wouldn't know anything about I duffel feel, bags. Uh, Bloody plastic bags <laughs> tied up, just real tight. Oh, like grocery bags. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, from the Sunfresh. <laughs> it's pretty cool that Sunfresh exists in this dimension. So 500000 I think, is a reasonable price if it was only good for heists. But Malcolm, let's... I, and like, that's a one time. I'm sure you can get multiple heist doors out of this can. Oh yeah, there's. Uh, it guarantees at least two hundred doors <laughs> per can. And you've already used an entire can of doors. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Do you get confused in your house pretty often? Just like it's not that I'm confused as to the layout of my house, as I'm confused as to why is that not a door? Shika shika shika. And now all my walls are doors. And now everything is door. <laughs> everything is door. Uh, all is door. All is door. <laughs> but so if it was just good for heist, Malcolm, I think five hundred thousand would be a perfectly reasonable price for this can. But it's good for so much more than this. I hesitate to even put a price. So, for instance, you could now say to your friends, it, you could always dress in a business suit, right? Walk up and say, I, "Hey, Andrew." 
how are you doing today? And you'd be like, ah, oh, man, not so good. And I'm like, ah, oh, I'm sorry. I've got worse news for you. Shika, shika, shika. Step into my office. <laughs> because uh, uh, I, I, another mistake that I think you're making here is that this door does not have to be sprayed onto something. You can just spray, and there's a door now. Do you have a personal connection to Carrot Top? Because I feel like we have an untapped market in prop comedy here. Uh, and I was thinking that, and I think I think that not only could you make 500000 from just untraceable ways of getting money from this, but you're now probably the like the hottest topic for commercials and jingles and like right like come on down to raise auto uh shika 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 opportunity is knocking but i thought that we could price it at 10 percent of profits earned by the buyer we negotiate up a quick contract okay okay that That's, way, you know, whatever they're going to get into, we get 10% of their $500,000 heist that they okay, do. Okay, I get times. what you're saying. So what we need to find is a young woman who's just come here to on the bus. Uh, she's got stars in her eyes, and she wants to be the next big thing. And she walks into Arpon's shop, which is right across the street from the bus stop. The first thing you do. Uh, uh, when coming to a new town, you just want to check out the local scenes where it's happening, you know, and we're happening. I'm happening. Are you happening? I'm hip happening. I, that's what I thought. And so she walked in with stars in her eyes and we can exploit that. We can say, I'm about to make your dreams come true. You want to be an actress? Then take this can of doors and this contract for 90% of your profits. And I've got good news for you. You're going to be a starlet. And sorry, I may have gotten lost along the way, but, uh, how does she become an instant star with just a can of doors? Um, okay. What, again, I feel like you're misunderstanding. What couldn't you do with a can of doors and just one opportunity to make it on SNL? (laughs) I that you have to have the most killer knock knock joke. I'm talking a knock knock joke that's never been heard by Lauren Michaels before. Well, see, I I think you can get away with average knock knock jokes if you if you say, uh, "Hello, Lauren. Uh, my name is Daisy Doors." Uh, <laughs> I like how she changed her last name to Doors after buying the spray can of Doors. Did she? <laughs> wow, this is just the greatest coincidence. If so, so uh, can we just make a rule really fast that if anyone comes into the pawn shop with the first or last name doors, we have to sell it to them. So after you tell your average, just blatantly boring knock knock joke to Lorne Michaels, and he says, "No, there's no way you'll ever make it on SNL." You now have an instant fallback career of pizza delivery to anyone. Like, you, all you have to do is carry around a box of pizzas, and then you go, shake a shake a shake a <laughs> and then you open the door, and whoever's on the other side, you just say, here are your pizzas, that'll be twenty ninety five, and I guarantee you that anyone in their right mind will open the door and panic. That a, right, like it's just it's it's a neural pathway that's just ingrained in their brain. When a door opens and someone demands money for pizza, they're just gonna pay it. <laughs> you're just walking down the street and you're like, "Did I order pizza? I don't, 
I probably did. I, I I'm saying it's a re, I'm saying it's a reflex. I'm saying the door opens, there's pizza. You just say, "Oh motherfucker, here's some money. Please <laughs> get me out of here." And then you also get pizza. So this is another really good superhero. He brings pizza, random acts of pizza <laughs> to the streets. Man, so I can't I can't think of anything I can't use an instant can of doors. I say for. we negotiate a contract with the buyer for 25% of the profits they make off of this door. We've got three cans. I honestly say that it's a million each. So 10% of no, each no, can? No, we just, no, we just sell it for a million. Just a straight up million. I just don't think we're going to get a single buyer in here willing to drop the million that they need in order to make a million dollars off this can. Well, while I, while I totally agree with you, although I will say you're discounting a Bruce Wayne type figure who just was scarred by doors as a child. I'm saying that you're discounting that, but I also am afraid of setting the dangerous precedent of negotiating a contract for the profits earned from our items. I think at that point, we're going to be up to our ears in contracts and you know that if we get enough contracts in here, we're going to start getting contract mice. And I don't want to kill them. I don't <laughs> want to have to trap them and then move them. And with contract con- mice, you got to hire a lawyer. They, you have to deal with breach of contract. You have to hire a lawyer and a cat. Or you can just hire Mr. Meowkins, Esquire. <laughs> to really just clean up your shop. And, but I don't want to pay that man. He's an extortionist. So I'm going to say a million dollars each can. I can agree to a million dollars for the last two cans. And then we keep one of those third cans. Because you got a can, I'll keep a can. We do a million for both of them. All right. Agreed. Gavel sound. Gavel sound. (laughs) So Duncan, what do we have this week? All right. I'm going to try and get through this item without laughing. That's a challenge to both you and me. I believe in us. Now, this is sent to, sent to us by Princess Doraldina. Uh, and this is a tally counter. You ever been to the fair, Malcolm, and they, where they, or, or like a club, an exclusive club where they're going, click, click. <laughs> I've hold, never been hold to up. either of those things, but I also know what a tally counter is. Uh, and he says, whoa, 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 we're at capacity. So it's a tally counter, but as soon as you hold it, it goes up to a number, and when you click it, it starts going down. And that number is the number of boners you have left in your life. <laughs> I lost. We uh, tried. My first question is, are you responsible for the tally? No. It tallies itself. Uh, it, yeah. That's good, because you you'd get to those last four, and you'd be like, ah, I feel like I missed three in there somewhere, or maybe five. I'm not really sure how many I have left. That would be absolutely nerve-wracking. The last 12 of your life would just be like, I could have messed up anywhere. Let's just imagine the fear you start getting when you get to those lower hundreds and you're like 25. See, the problem with that is that like, obviously, that's a terrible fear. And like, I I think you probably like develop a natural like screaming reaction every time you get a boner just like no not now (laughs) you see the roller start to count and you're just like flexing your thighs like no (laughs) like a fighter pilot (laughs) stay on target uh but i think what's what's scarier about this is giving you this perfect knowledge i think what would be the most terrifying is giving this to a teenager and just having it display like 
50,000 boners left. Hold on. I just want to think about okay. this for a moment. Do you want to do the math? Because I did the math. <laughs> I, I did the math. I swear they to God, them. I did the math. It is 30,500 if you get two boners every day for 50 years. <laughs> okay. So. 36,500. Every day from like, <laughs> like you're getting this tally counter when you're a baby. Just 50 years worth of two boners a day. <laughs> so you're I think, a teenager. I, right. I think, I think a teen, I think, I think two boners a day is probably an, a conservative <laughs> estimate for 50 years even. Right. I think probably around 30, maybe it's one a day. If that after like 30 or 40, I don't know. I'm not that old. I also don't know that much about boner science. You would get just so lazy. You'd be like, "There goes another one." Yeah, like that's, I got enough to spare. That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. Is there? I think there's something terrifying about giving this to a teenager who has fifty thousand boners left, right? And it just every day, like it counts down three or four, and he's just like, "Bah, whatever." I don't like. I don't care. But I think once he gets to like his twenties, I think that's when he like. It's like when you get a new car, and your car is at zero miles, and you're like. Man, this fucking baby will make it to 200,000. Easy. I got a brand new Honda Civic. It's going to make it to 200,000 miles if I take care of it. I don't want to think about what taking care of it is in this metaphor. <laughs> but I think there's, a, there's a, a mental difference when you go from zero miles on that odometer and you're just over halfway and you just hit that 100,000. You just see it tick over. And at that point, that's when you start thinking, oh, man. <laughs> I have squandered my That halfway point is the point where you're like, I've wasted my life. I've squandered all of these boners. As scary that is, as that is, I also think it's terrifying that we give it to some 12, 13-year-old, and he sees 50,000, and he's like, oh, sweet. And he's just, you know, beating his meat. Every single one of those boners because he doesn't want one to go to waste. The amount of like collateral damage we're going to cause with this boner tally. Man, I feel like if you have one that says 50,000 and you're just spanking that monkey every day, I think at a certain point you're going to get down to like a thousand boners and you're just going to be like, yeah, it doesn't work anymore. I don't know where <laughs> these boners are coming from. And then your doctor is going to prescribe you Viagra. That's an interesting idea when you're 70 and you just got your pack of Viagra, and there was like 20 left, and you look at your tally, and you're like, oh, 21. Hmm. Like, that's like going to be a nice surprise when you're 75. Man, this is this is more of a curse than it is a gift. I would I, sell this for, I don't even, I don't even know how much to sell this for. I don't want it. $40 to some really interesting medical student. <laughs> he's doing boner science <laughs> he's pioneering the field of boners all right forty dollars i guess forty dollars is the most i could charge for a boner counter to the right buyer i think this is worth a lot more money i think at most i would spend forty dollars on a boner counter but I also probably wouldn't spend any money on a boner counter to begin with. I don't want the counter. The counter aspect of this is what really sullies it for me because I want to know how many boners I'm going to get in my life. That's a helpful fact at any point, at any point in my life, unless it says like four, then that's scary. But like, I even, I even want to know. I'd even want to know if I had four left. The counter, the fact that it's just tick, 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 counting those down. That's what really 
upsets me about this item. What if we charged $5 a view? You pay $5, you get to hold your boner tally for a minute and see you have 400 boners left in your eye. Okay. I I love that idea until I thought about it. It's because, Malcolm, what I, what I want you to imagine this is, this is basically like a kissing booth. Like, we just got a line of perverts. They walk, they're there, they walk up and they hold it. And it's all fun and games. It's all interesting. It's all science. Until that one person walks up, holds it, and then you just hear the audible tick. <laughs> I think it's even more terrifying if he walks in, pays his money, holds it, leaves... Two minutes later, he comes back in, and it's like four less, and you're like, what were you doing out there? When he was opening a dirty magazine, closing it. <laughs> opening a dirty magazine, closing it. He just wanted to make sure it worked. <laughs> oh, man, yeah, you you definitely get some people wasting it on fact-checking us. All right, $40? $40. I guess I, I, want, I want to do the... Kissing booth style, like step right up, step right out. See how many boners you have left. I want to do that, but I I'll do that. But oh, but you have to. You right now have. We have to spend the first ten dollars getting earmuffs for me. Oh, because uh, first twenty dollars because I'm also going to need earmuffs because I like I can't I I can't hear that tick. If I hear that tick. I will, my, my account is going to instantly drop to zero. <laughs> if, if I, if, if I know that any of our customers have had a boner in our store, I'm going to be forever flaccid. You think that's scary right now? You're the last person to have held it. I could just be walking around the store without it on the shelf and you're at home and I'm just like, Oh God, what was that? Like, no, I'm fine with five dollars of you. I think that's totally. I think okay. that's totally fair. As much as I, I argued about the precedent of setting variable numbers, I'm to, I'm I'm 100 down for the boner booth. The boner booth. The boner booth. Five dollars of you. I mean, no, five, not five dollars. Five dollars of you. Although we'd make a lot more money with five dollars of boner. <laughs> Would we though? I feel like more people are gonna view the boner boner counter than are gonna have boners. In our store. You are so naive. <laughs> Malcolm, I want you to imagine how much money we're going to make. <laughs> All right. Five dollars. Five dollars of you for the boner booth. Gavel sound. Gavel sound. All right. Uh, next up, we have an item submitted to us by Russell White. Uh, thank you. This is a user submission. Thank you, Russell White. Uh, and this is the celebrity camera. This is a camera. A film camera. Don't get it twisted. You gotta develop it. Don't get it twisted. Uh, that takes normal photos, but when they are developed, the people in the photos, not all of them, but a random number of people in the photo are replaced with a random celebrity. Okay. But just a random number, and you don't get to choose the celebrity. Right, exactly. Interesting. Uh, first off, I want to know what the camera defines as a celebrity how far we're going in any direction you take a picture with just like your friend and you're like oh man gary lezak i guess (laughs) (laughs) oh man hey did you get did you develop any of the photos of us from machu picchu yeah it's all Polly shore it's all scott bacula (laughs) that one's pretty good i don't know scott bacula is at least a celebrity Oh man, actually that'd be great if like it was a series of just like you at Machu Picchu and it's Polly Shore, Polly Shore, 
Polly Shore, Scott Bakula, Polly Shore. I, I think it's random, but I, what I want to know is if we can influence it. Like, for instance, if I if I take a picture with my arm around you and in the photo you're wearing that red leather suit that uh, Eddie Murphy does in Raw, does that increase the chances of you being replaced by Eddie Murphy? Or is Dax Shepard going to appear in a red leather suit? That, that one seems like an equally as good option, though. What I'm curious about is that it's just a random person in the photo. So you can take a selfie... And a random of one is that you're always replacing yourself sometimes in selfies. Just at my Instagram. Oh man, that'd be great. Just taking selfies and it's just like this is the celebrity account today. Dean Norris. <laughs> That's so weird. I was just about to say Dean Norris for the last person. Are you really you said Dak Shepard. <laughs> God, we're such good brothers. So here's the thing. I think this is worth an untold amount. I. By untold, I mean like two thousand dollars, right? I don't know. Uh, do you know how much like a paparazzi, a paparazzo, gets paid per photo? Um, I know for a fact that paparazzi who take photos of me are paid one hundred dollars per photo they do not submit <laughs> to TMZ. <laughs> hundred dollars to burn every photo you have of Duncan Gibbs. Done. Yeah, I think it's worth twice a normally good camera, right? I think I think six thousand dollars. Does that seem reasonable? Yeah. Uh, now that I've gotten you to agree to a price, I'm going to tell you why that doesn't make any sense. Because, sure, I'd love to invite people over to look at my mantle of all of the cast of Everybody Loves Raymond. One by one. You I, took, but, like, 300,000 photos just so you can get Just so I can assemble them all. But, like, it's... <sighs> but here's the problem, is that it's really... It's, like, it's fun. It's a good time till you're, like, Ray Romano. Brad Garrett. <laughs> Hitler. Fuck. I just want Jerry Stiller. How did he get in here? You're not going to just get popular people. I'm not like it's it's fun and games till my family photo has Ted Bundy in it, right? Like (laughs) I I, I'm a little weirded out that we're drawing the line at Ted Bundy celebrity. (laughs) You're not just gonna get positive celebrity endorsements it's not like bill murray showed up to your wedding because yeah bill murray was there bill murray actually came to your wedding but every photo you tried to take of him at the wedding was replaced by just steve buscemi which is equally as cool yeah, i love be, if steve I, buscemi came to my wedding i'm inviting steve buscemi to my wedding this camera is kind of a coin flip because on on head you flip it and heads oh no bill murray's been replaced by steve buscemi tails Oh no, uh, Bill Murray has been replaced by Casey Affleck and he's drunk and hitting on everyone. May I just point out just a, maybe a flaw you're making with this camera? And that would be not owning a second camera. <laughs> That's probably like the first mistake you're why making. Would, why would I buy <laughs> any other camera? You need your camera for like family portraits and then you need your camera for celebrity family portraits. No, let me assure you, my, I, I don't know what you're talking about, Malcolm. Our family has always been you, me, our sister, and Howie Mandel, <laughs> our fourth sibling. Oh, I thought Howie Mandel was our father. He basically raised me. The last thing that takes it down in price for me is I just, I know myself. I don't know if this applies to everyone. Maybe there's some raconteur out there who loves telling fake stories of celebrities. But I can tell you right now, I'm going to get fed up with people saying, hey, when did you meet Kevin Federline? And I'll be like, uh, 
I don't want to come up with a story right now for how I met Kevin Federline because I never met him. That used to be a picture with me and my grandma. Wait, it happens to photos you didn't take with the camera? Oh, no, no. It, I, of course I took that photo with the celebrity it, camera. Uh, you don't want to have a photo with your grandma. You want to have a photo with Betty White and convince people she's your grandma. Right, but instead I just got Kevin Federline <laughs> and his yeah. stupid chin strap hair. K- and I have K-Fed is my grandma. I'm going to say that that knocked it down 50%. I, I say $3,000 for the celebrity I would, camera. I could agree on 4000 You said you got 6000 from doubling the price of a really nice camera. Why not? <laughs> That's how you did it. So I say we don't go all the way back to just the normal price of a really nice camera. $4,000. I don't think the bads outweigh the goods on this one. The goods. Okay, $4,000, but... Every month they have to come back and take a photo with us. So that looks like celebrities come to our store. I'm staging a photo with you every day, holding a whiteboard with different things written on it and just taking that photo until it's like, I don't know, Macaulay Culkin. (laughs) And you go into Macaulay Culkin's bar and you hold the photo that says, give this man a free beer if he comes into my bar. I'm waiting until I get Anthony Bourdain on a photo and it's he eats at my restaurants for free. Oh, man, that's really good. I never thought about that. I was thinking about, like, which celebrity endorses us. Who needs endorsements when you can have Bill Murray hold up a whiteboard that says, this man is my best friend? Bill Murray Murray holding a whiteboard that just says, appraised by media. Man, our pawn shop's going to make bank till we sell this for $4,000. I can agree on $4,000. Gavel sound. Gavel sound. All right, here in this totally normal totally non-mystical or multi-dimensional box we have the horn of fog this was submitted to us by earl miracle of miracles genuine antiques <laughs> oh wow it's an antique yeah it that is. that already raises it's, the price doesn't it and it is and it is an ivory horn intricately carved you can blow this horn once and Ever? it gives i mean you can blow it as many times as you want but the first time you blow it you are given the curse of fog now, I was explained that it was a curse, but I think that's going to be up for debate. But once you once you blow on this horn, fog just appears around you for the rest of time. You are constantly surrounded by fog. For the rest of time. So you die and they bury your body. And that's spooky because Malcolm the Grave is always, always covered in fog. Always. Oh, that's so spooky. I would creep the hell out of my friend. That's a really good point. I think that your gravesite is going to instantly be creepier. Uh, see, I think I'd turn my uh, headstone into like uh, one of those lighthouses. The ones that <laughs> yeah, spin. a miniature lighthouse. And, and every hour on the hour, it just does the fog horn, horn noise. <laughs> and fog just rolls in. No, no, the fog's always there. <laughs> oh, just every right. so often it goes, wah, wah. It's just fake sounds of ships crashing at the beach because your lighthouse isn't on because the lighthouse keeper died in this <laughs> mythical scenario. <laughs> that's actually that. That's what's written down on the tombstone <laughs> in in memory of Earl Krakens, the janitor. You <laughs> get the janitor of the lighthouse. He didn't run it or anything. He just kept it clean. And we just haven't been he able replaced to the light bulb it. when it needed replaced. That's a thing that janitors do can that's do. A union job. You think you have to join a union to change the lighthouse light bulb? Yeah, I know we do. That's why we specifically do not hire union members (laughs) to clean our store. (laughs) So 
this this was described to me as a curse, and it was explained that like you you can't sneak anywhere. Your presence is kind of known. You're not super welcome at house parties or restaurants. But I mean, everyone who you encounter has to you know immediately roll to not be stricken with fear. <laughs> uh, yeah, and and but so this was a curse presented as a curse to me. But I'm going to spin it on its head like a b boy doing a sick move uh, <laughs> a head um, spin or something <laughs> probably it's probably called the vivacious vortex that's not what they call it i'm pretty sure that's what b-boys right, call I'm it i'm not a b-boy so i think that this could be a benefit because i think that sure i couldn't be i couldn't come to the shop anymore because it would immediately fill with fog but i'd be busy i'd be too busy to stop in anyway because i'd be busy solving murders in a noir detective story <laughs> all the time. I like, I would go I home. I want the horn of cigarette smoke. <laughs> <laughs> I would go home and I would open my closet and I would, and, and, and inside my closet would be a cartoon characters, like normal closet, like Doug funnies, like just hangers of identical Sorry, clothing. Is funny. His last name. Yeah. Doug. The funny. Show Doug. Yeah. I did not know that. You say, yeah. So I, it's like Doug funny's closet where he opens and it's just identical copies of his outfit. Mine would only be a trench coat forever. <laughs> a, a I, I could only wear trench coats from now on. And I'm saying that that's a selling point. I also think we can sell this as a curse. We get some kid to blow on this when he's Four. And for life, he can't go to school. He, oh, can't he can't go to prom. He has to always sit in the back of the bus so the bus driver doesn't, you know, die. Now, what do you think the Vegas odds are on that kid becoming obsessed with Tim Burton's filmography? <laughs> I think we, he's equally as likely to become obsessed with wrestling intros. Man, yeah, I guess his role models would be interesting to say the least <laughs> edward scissorhands and john cena what we gotta account for is that there are a lot of good ways this could help you but there are mostly terrible ways this would ruin your life you can't have a job why can't you could totally work at the spookiest subway in town <laughs> <laughs> i work at a year-round haunted house and we don't get much business in July. Man, I think I think that this Okay, I vote that we sell this for $200 and it comes with the trench coat. <laughs> yeah, you're right. How much can a trench coat really cost? Um honestly, probably a lot. Like nice coats are pretty expensive. You're right. We should instantly raise this. You've taught you've successfully convinced me, Malcolm, way to use your uh, ethos, pathos and I am an appraiser. So uh, yeah, way way to convince me. I think we should sell this for eight hundred dollars and it comes with a really nice trench coat. Like a top of the line trench top coat. Top of the line. Uh, you said eight hundred dollars? $800 because I think I think like the worst I think the worst that's going to happen is someone's going to look at this and say I don't really want to be cursed with forever fog on me I don't want that business all up on this sweet honey of a body so I'm going to take the trench coat and give this horn to my friend it also comes with a portable speaker that plays like Marvin Gaye just to make all your sexy times interesting <laughs> yeah but it uh comes with the the boombox comes with the tape of marvin gay but it's creepy marvin gay <laughs> just like distorted eight hundred dollars eight hundred dollars gavel sound gavel sound uh so yeah that's gonna be our uh show 
thanks for thanks for listening. I like I genuinely mean it. We have as of today, as of right now, we have 29 subscribers, and I'm one of them. I'm not. He unfortunately. is. You're still not <laughs> one of them. So we have 28 actual subscribers, which I know sounds like a laughable amount, but like genuinely. Each of you means so much to me. You are one twenty eighth of our fan base. Like, it's really appreciated. And, but and it's it's super appreciated. And what would be like even more appreciated is find us on Facebook and give us a like, or and go to the go to the iTunes store, leave a review. From Facebook, you can find our Twitter and also follow us there. Tweet at us. Leave uh, leave comments on our Facebook. We we'd love to hear from you guys. Uh, and you can also submit items to us. Yeah, at uh, that'll be mailbox at appraisedbymedia.com. Our we web- would love to hear from you. Uh, appraisedbymedia.com is also our website. Yeah, one more time, that's appraisedbymedia. And, like, I... Even if you don't want to make all of this effort, what would like we don't pay to advertise this show. It would mean genuinely a ton to us if you just told a friend about us. If, if each of you got a friend to subscribe to us, you would double the number of listeners we listeners. have. If that I don't think you understand. I'm pretty sure that that is more listeners than I've ever had listen to me talk. I'm pretty sure 50 is like my max. But it's like, so, so just thanks. to like you know wrap it all up, Facebook, Twitter. Leave us a comment on Facebook or Twitter and listen to us on iTunes. Leave a review. Yeah, well, anything would be appreciated. Just listening is appreciated. Mostly that. Really? Make sure you come back next week. Or if you just hated it, just... <laughs> don't t- tell your friends. Don't, don't tell your friends you hate us. Just tell your friends that, <laughs> that it was... That seems like a waste of energy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, there's a podcast out there with 28 <laughs> listeners. And, and I, I hated it. And it blows. Uh... Tune in next week. Thank you. On the cloud of a knowing, my world seems open. Every satellite up here is watching. But I was here from the very start. Trying to find a way to your heart.